And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Welcome back to Johnny B Show. Happy Sunday afternoon, you bunch of b-holes. Uh, once again, doing our Sunday edition of the Johnny B Show. Normally, you could hear this craziness Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock to midnight, right here on this beautiful station, along with your other incredible uh, shows that you hear. You could also listen on the Bone app uh, anytime you want at your leisure. All the shows are looped. 24 hours a day for free. Just download the Bone app on any app platform you got out there. Also, go to theboneonline.com. Check out Bone TV. We're on it right now. You can see uh, myself in the Fat Cave studio where I broadcast from on Sundays and sometimes Wednesdays um, out here in Val Rico, Florida, gateway to Plant City, gateway to Lakeland, gateway to Winter Haven. So, and, uh, so, so get in there. Along with me, as, all, as always, the other half of the Johnny B Show. It is Big Willie Koontz. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna get for lunch. Sorry to yeah. get hungry. Well, lunch isn't happening until two o'clock, pal. I know. So, I just gotta think yeah. about what to get on the way home. It's gonna be breakfast for me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, along with us, uh, of course, is uh, Corey Cardinal. You can hear him on uh, the show on Saturday afternoons. I don't know if you've uh, if you've heard of it. it. You called? probably have. Um, I think, let me look in here. I'm looking at the line. Oh, it's the mic. Sorry about your sheets. <laughs> Micro Corey, radio Corey's show. face. He hates it. I'm going to see myself and I out. love it now. I'm going to see I, myself I out. <laughs> I have to do it whenever I see Corey now just for his reaction. Uh, it's priceless. I love it. Oh, man. Oh, that other uh, that other very satisfied voice you heard is uh, Ben Swig. You could hear him also on Ben Swig, our, our, our Migs and Swigs on Saturdays right here on 102.5. It's, not, it's, and it's just Swig, right? It's not Migs and Swigs. It's Migs. Technically, it's Swig. But the big guy yeah, who hosts every... Uh, uh, mornings here on 1025 The Bone has from the beginning called it swigs. Yeah. So that's why who, that's why I follow his I lead. Argue? Hey Ben, yeah, exactly. how do you can you give me advice of how to become friends with Mike? Galta? Yeah. Uh just kiss his ass a lot. All right. No. I do that. It, you know what? Here's the thing. He's my hero. Well then tell him that. And and, and the, the the thing about Mike is he is so uh, the way he stuck up for Ryan Hoppy, I don't know if you guys follow that whole nonsense. I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, on uh, Mike and Cal- awesome. uh, uh, Kelly and Calta, yeah. Right, and confronted the guy who you know uh, called out uh, um, Hoppy. Ch- Chad Zumbach or whatever. Uh, yeah, you Zumbach. said it, not I. Uh, yeah. But whatever, uh, you know, happened. It was just I was just in there going, you know what? That is, he's the most loyal, caring. You know, you talk about the Bone Fam or whatever, and it doesn't matter if. Uh, you know, you're Drew Grabo or Johnny B or or SBK, host of the other shows, or you're a weekend guy like we are, um, or a board op, or promotions. I mean, Mike truly uh, uh, has got everybody's back. And and uh, you know, just what a, be yourself, what a concept. man. Well, that's crazy. Just be yourself. 
Yeah, that's that's not so great, though. That's the problem. Oh, no, it is. It is really good. And I'm not just, you know, uh, brown nosing you. You're a no, good dude, man. Okay. Actually, you're, you're in a good you. place. You're in a good place, Will, because uh, he does talk good about it. the whole yeah. Mike Calta show is their, their team. Will it seems so? They are. Uh, and and, they, and look, uh, Mike and I have been friends way before I was on the radio. Uh, so. I've known him for a long time, and he was very instrumental with me uh, getting a job on the radio. He didn't actually get me the job, but he nudged me uh, in the right direction to go to that that crazy contest to get my foot in the door, and he's been very supportive since then. And it's funny because Mike is more of a comedian than people know because he he's in that realm. Like his best friends are comics. Like his, for years, his best friend in the world was Ralphie May, and now he's really good friends with. You know, with Bobby Kelly and all these other comics. So Bert, yeah. And it's just like he understands comedy to the point where he is one of the best ball busters out there. And so, like, I'll have people, like, uh, text me or message me. They go, like, dude, did you hear what Mike said about you this morning? And I'm like, no, but I'm sure it was funny. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not – my feelings aren't hurt. Like, he's – we bust balls. That's what we do. So, uh, you know, of course, I don't bust his balls on the air because – People don't understand how how that kind of humor is. Dynamic, so if yeah. I were to say something ball busty about the king of Tampa radio on my show, I would get such blowback. People would they would turn on me so quick and <laughs> it would be like, oh, Johnny. And it, it would blow up on social media. And by the time Mike woke up at four in the morning or whatever, whenever he wakes up to do the show from home now, he would see all this stuff like Johnny B said this. And it's like that telephone game. Once one person says one thing, like if I said anything, like if I, you know, said something about his weight because we're both fat, by the time he got it on social media, it would be the worst. He would be like, what the hell did Johnny B say last night? And so it's like, you can't even, I can't, I can't bust balls, but he obviously, you know, he's my cousin. He can bust balls all he wants. And I, I, most of the time I'll hear it because I listen to them for about an hour every morning on my way into the day job. And I laugh every single time, like, uh, that they say something, you know, like even when Carmen says something, anybody says something about me, it's always in fun. I've, I, I've never heard them say something where I go, oh my God, I'm in a bad place right now. I'm going to get fired or something. Like, why, why did they hate me? Like, you can't be that way. Like it, it took me, it took me about a year in radio to, to figure that out. Cause for a while there, I was like, Jesus, man, I, I don't think anybody likes me. You know, like I think everybody hates my guts and I was right with a lot of them. But yeah, but and, Mike, and, Mike is not one of those. And the one thing, you know, uh, not the one thing, but another great thing about Mike is, is the cross promotion. He he goes, I think, out of his way to, yeah, uh, you know, make sure he talks about other shows. And, and even our weekend show, the first Monday after our first show uh, on, on Sunday, we started on Sunday. Uh, you know, he was looking at us and I had the swords in, in the picture and he was asking uh, you know, if I was a douchebag, I remember ninja, I heard you, that right? live. And it, this was the first, and, and he spent an hour on it and it, it yeah. was in the beginning of the show. And then some Jojo texted me and said, you know, uh, Mike was talking about you on the radio. Uh, you should call in. And, and this was, I think they'd moved on from it. <laughs> and, and I called and I said, you know, Carmen, Ben Swig, uh, you know, I don't know if Mike wants to talk to me, put me right on the air and then start talking about it again for 30. So, but, the, but, but he's always, I think, I haven't talked about this, but it seems like going out of his way to cross promote other shows. Yeah, it, it's funny too because like with the ball busting, like like I was saying, 
like people don't get it sometimes. This guy came up to me, um, and man, I'm brain farting his name, and I feel bad now if he's listening. But um, when I was at Snappers in Palm Harbor uh, about three weeks ago, this guy came up to me after after the show, and I man, I had two fantastic nights of comedy there. It was so much fun. Everybody before me had great sets. The crowd, both crowds were just extraordinary crowds. Like, and I feed off of that like most uh, performers do. But this guy came up to me after the show. And he goes, hey, man, first of all, wow, best comedy show I've seen in a long time, man. That was really, really good. And I was like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And he goes, I listened to The Bone all day. And I go, well, well awesome. I really like to hear that somebody, you know, from, from, you know, from a listener standpoint came to see me at a show. That means a lot. And he goes, you know, I listen to my account every morning. And from what those guys, you know, the way they talk about you, I honestly, I thought you weren't going to be very good tonight. And I, was, I started laughing my ass oh, off. Man. I go, those sons of bitches. Like, yeah. And I go, I go, well, that's, I go, you know, they're kidding, right? Like they, 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 I don't think they really feel that way, man. He goes, he goes, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure to bust some balls. And I go, yeah, that's what they're doing. It's fine. Uh, and, he, and I said, but do me a favor, call in Monday and tell them that I'm the best comedian in Tampa and they could all suck it. And he goes, I might do that. I don't think he did that, but that would have been funny. So I don't know. It was, uh, it was just, it was, that was a prime example. It's of like how people don't understand sometimes how we, uh, we kick each other in the balls around here. Hey, it's, but uh, Will, uh, when, if you do reach out to him and you, and you talk, uh, you know, call him on the phone, uh, uh, on the don't telephone. But uh, and he doesn't on the respond. telephone every goddamn uh, night. Every no, what's this boy talking about on the telephone? Of course, the telephone. on the telephone. Um, <laughs> don't, don't be offended uh, if he doesn't call you back or if you ask him a question and he doesn't uh, respond to you right away. Yeah, I mean, I've I've exchanged a few uh, text messages with him here and there. I just don't want to. It's such a fine line of not being like being friendly and then being annoying. You got to walk right. walk that tightrope, yeah. you know. So yeah. I, if I and when I didn't get a response back, I was just like, I'm, I okay, I'm done. Well, I, I don't. I mean, not that I'm his best friend, but yeah, but, you but, are, aren't no, you? No, 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 no. You're up there, uh, I, Robert. Man, Kelly you is. guys, you guys go to like major, like uh, like you fly yeah, yeah, to yeah, Vegas but, but, to watch uh, boxing like, matches and yeah. If he had ten, a list of top ten. I think uh, the past couple of years, I might have just broke through the top ten. I'm, I'm, That's I'm teetering. Awesome. I'm teetering on, you know, uh, you know, the top ten. Uh, Mike Kelta's best friend list. I think um, I, I think I dropped out of his top 100 when I almost killed your kids <laughs> and his yeah. kids. Oh yeah. man! But but yeah. he does not. He is the worst um, at returning phone calls. He is the worst at uh, responding to text messages. Probably uh, on the history of this earth. So it, it it's across the line. I was trying to give him like uh, he was talking about doing a podcast before he started doing it with uh, with Bobby and I was I wanted to hear a podcast with him because he's got a really big phone. He's been on the air here for many years and there's a lot of moments that didn't that were like like the Gallagher incident. That is a legendary <laughs> right. moment. Yeah, that I would like to hear. Yeah, I would like to hear him go in depth about that about what happened and even if it's like 15 minutes or something so that was my idea for his podcast just like moments have happened on the many years that he's been on the air just kind of talk about him more you right know? well the best thing about i think his greatest talent that's sort of uh overlooked that i see is his interview uh style and yeah. ability yeah, you know he he has uh, you know nikki and i uh for our book have been lucky enough to do a lot of interviews um by far, the best interview we did was on the Mike Calta show and Mike doing the interview. 
Um, but is yeah, that he, and no no slight to Mike, but you you have a relationship with Mike. You know each other. Yeah, but the, it was the questions. Um, no, yeah, he's we the know best. Each other. He, so, he, so, he is the best. And I and look, I I give. Uh, I and I don't know. I can't say where he learned it, but if I had to guess where he learned, it, he grew up like listening to Stern, like Stern. a lot of us. Absolutely. But, but Mike, he 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 seems like he was a, a real student of uh, of that style of the of, you know of interviewing and, and talk and talk radio, and and I've said that before. I've said my two favorite people for interviews are Stern and Mike Calta because Calta, it just yeah. seems like they get the most out. Like they squeeze that that uh that 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 orange because of they're juice, fearless. You know? I think part of it is that they're fearless about the questions they ask or mm. not. You know they yeah. can cro- they can cross a line, but 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 cross a line in a way that's uh well sometimes it blows up in both their faces. But well, I, the, from my experience, and I did a lot of research on how to interview people. I'm yeah. not even kidding. I googled when I first started doing uh, my radio show on the weekends at midnight. I googled how to how to uh, conduct a good interview because yeah, I wanted uh-huh. to know what people were writing about, like how you do it. And that's when I started putting two and two together and seeing, you know, like how the greats do it. And, you know, what I gathered from it. And when I interview people, I try to ask them what I would like, what I think people would want to know about them. (laughs) Like, you know, like, you know, not just myself, but I like to think like, what, what are, if I had a survey of 10 things that people wanted to know about this person, what would I want them, you know, well, right. I need to get that out of them instead of just shooting the breeze, which is okay sometimes, I guess. But if it's a polarizing, uh, you know, personality, people are sitting in their car going, they're probably screaming, like, ask them how many times they've had sex. You know, they're right. saying, you know, like they want to know things. And that's the thing. You got to get that out of them. And, and then if you could do it in an entertaining way, that's what separates you from somebody that just does news. Ugh. You know, that I will never be a good interviewer. Uh, is I think the one skill is active listening. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. In, in, instead of you know what I do is I try to think about the next question or the next thing I'm gonna say instead of sort of a microcosm for my whole life, Johnny. You know about being present and being in that moment and not right. trying to like you know think about what I'm gonna say next, but you know be uh, active listening. Not the number one thing, and this is the this is the thing that took me about four years to really get comfortable with. The number one thing is not taking the lead role in an interview like it's about them so you ask the question and get the hell out of the way and let them talk where a lot of personalities because we're egomaniacs a lot of personalities they want to step in and make it about them so you ask somebody a question you know you say you know hey so uh how long you know have you been you know eating how long have you been a vegan and you ask them that and then they get two sentences out and you go, man, you know, I can never be a vegan. Da, 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 da. And then you go on a diatribe for like five minutes and your guy that you're interviewing is sitting in the background like, what the hell is this guy? Is he going to let me talk? Like you, you just you, you ask him a question, get the hell out of the way and let them let them shine. That's that's right. what, that's right. something that took me a long time to get comfortable with. Like because I, I, you know, it's about me, man. It's about me. It's, <laughs> it's a Johnny B show. You son of a bitch. As I always say, I ain't much, but I'm all I think about Oh, you're adorable. You're In order adorable. to do so, that, you have to have uh-huh. a giant ego, though, to do any sort of radio or comedy. You have to go, yes. I have a voice that is important enough that everybody needs uh-huh. to hear it. That's the, that's the catch-22, man. Yeah. Yes, it really is. So you have to find a balance. You have to... You have to make sure everybody knows that you're still, you know, the 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 star of the show, and you're running the interview. But at the same time, you got to sit back and let the uh, 
the other person's shine. It's like you can't always run down the court and dunk it. Sometimes you have to pass it to the, you know, the 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 sixth man. Let him shoot a three-pointer. Let the, you know, win the game. Win the game. Uh, so somebody that's uh, winning the game right now is Hurricane Hannah. She seems to be winning over Texas, but not by much. Uh, I believe she hit as a Category 1 last night. I'm um, looking at some video, and there's some flooding. It doesn't look good in some parts. Um, doing what hurricanes do. Uh, it just, uh, this is the selfish part of me. I'm like, well, better them than us. You know, but I know I shouldn't it's feel selfish. that way. No, it, it, you, you almost, I mean, look, I think everybody who's lived in Florida, especially the one that was coming up the, you know, right up the uh, the side or right up the state uh, Irma, that was right. going to hit Tampa bad or oh, Irma, uh, which one, Irma, yeah. no, which one was the one that veered off uh, in like 2017? Uh, no, like 2004, 2003. Oh, Char- well, Charlie, Charlie, uh, Charlie, Charlie yeah. actually destroyed uh, Punta Gorda, Punta Gorda like, right? But that was going to come right up the bay. I mean, that was oh, headed yeah. for Tampa, and then it, yeah. it took that sharp right, right south of us. But look, part of it's like it's going to hit somewhere. Like mm-hmm. I think everybody, yeah, it's it's a it's a terrible feeling, but don't, <laughs> I felt that way. So yeah, you know, if that gives you, any you know, what's funny is I like. I like that people think that Mother Nature cares about our problems. Like, I, I've seen people posting, really, um, you know, during the pandemic, do the hurricanes really have to happen right now? Yeah, Mother Nature don't care. Mother Nature isn't really a person with a brain. It's just a character. Like, it's uh, it's just science. Science is it doesn't have a soul or a conscience. Like, it's these patterns are going to happen. We're going to get whacked with hurricanes. We're going to have all the stuff that normally happens on top of coronavirus. So, uh, enjoy. What I hope, what I hope, and we talked about this the other night, Will, I hope... Miami doesn't get hit. And this is the first year I felt that way. Every year I'm like, man, I hope Miami gets hit because I don't really like Miami. But uh, this (laughs) year... That's a little different. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Screw Miami. I've been there many times. I don't like it. Anyway, but uh, I don't want them to get hit now. And it's not because I care about Miami. I don't want those COVID-infested heathens running from a hurricane to Tampa. And that's where they're coming if a hurricane hits Miami. I know it sounds heartless, but I'm heartless. I'm sorry. I don't want them causing that outbreak here because we got it bad enough in Hillsborough and Pinellas and everything. But Miami is like the complete epicenter like of the entire country right now. It is a mess. So I don't want them like running from a hurricane because I know if I was in Miami and I was leaving Miami, I'd be going to Jacksonville or Tampa and that's or Orlando. So I don't I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's scary. And we're we're so due for a hit here. We yeah. like a direct hit. It's been so many times. Charlie we missed and then Irma too recently. And that one was and you left, didn't you, Johnny? You'd like to Yeah, because the the, 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 the storm well, the storm track, the spaghetti model, and I take spaghetti very seriously, fat joke. Bam, got one in there. Um the spaghetti model had this thing going directly over my house. I'm not even yeah. kidding. I zoomed in on it, and it was going directly over Valrico. Like, it just cut right up to I-75, and it's like, hey, Irma's coming. You guys, you ready? And I'm, I was going to sit it out. I'm a badass. I don't care. I'm very mm-hmm. buoyant. I float. But we have we have these uh, – the house that, we, that we're in has these big, like, uh, windows up high and the vaulted ceilings, you know, and – you you know you could see the oak trees swaying you know right at the the ceiling line of my house at all times so 
my uh, my girlfriend had a lot of anxiety and she was freaking out. And and I looked at her. I said, do you want to do you want to get out of here? Would that make you feel better? And she's like, please, can we just go? Uh, her sister lives in this uh, this tiny, quaint town in Georgia, actually the town where they filmed Stranger Things. And she's like, they have a big house. They said we can come up there. And I was like, if it'll make you feel better, let's let's bounce. So we boarded up the windows and hauled ass like a day before this thing arrived. And it ended up not being bad here. It ended up, I think we our house lost power for about a day because I had Whitmore come by and check on the house. And that was about it. But yeah, we did that whole drive, took about 11 hours through all the traffic and everything, stayed there for two days, enjoyed a nice uh, little vacay for two days. I mean, while while this place was getting hit, we were at the movies, you know, like watching, uh, you know, It Chapter 2 or something and uh, going out to eat and just having a good old time. It was uh, it was crazy. Well, but, I was uh, I yeah. was prepared. I went to Timbo's house and he's he's got he's well equipped there and we were getting ready for a direct hit. And then over the night it I sat, I got drunk and I sat on this porch and it was just the bands that were coming in. And yeah. I could see the tray, the trees kind of swaying down, laying down. And you saw this, the, um, what do you call those? The transformer boxes, mm-hmm. you know what Blowing I'm talking up. about? Blowing up. And it was yeah. like this beautiful chaos and just explosions <laughs> in the air. Right? And I was like, I, I wasn't really scared of hurricanes before. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I'm from Florida. But if one says it's coming here, I'm out. I'm peacing out. Because just the bands coming in from that one was just i mean power was out for a long time from from just the bands even here so i was like, I, I think you made the right move just getting the hell out of town have you ever have you ever done like a real hurricane party yeah. uh any, anybody oh, anybody yeah. here no what do you mean by a party like like there's a hurricane it's not yeah. like a it's either like a category one that's hitting pretty close or it's a big one that's 100 miles away so you're getting some rain and some some wind and then yeah, so you know, you get a keg, you get a bunch of people over, you have a barbecue, and everybody's like, I've I've done a hur- I've been at a hurricane party before, and they invited me only because they wanted me to cook the barbecue, but yeah, it was uh, I'm out there barbecuing. There's like sideways rain hitting me in the face. Everybody's drunk. There's music playing. They had a generator just in case. It it was a uh, it was a it was a good time, but it was crazy. Uh, to think that we were all having a good time with this, but yeah, I drove yeah, home it, in a tropical storm from one of those parties. We had like a little beach house thing, and then just I just it was the only one on the road. I, my little geo prism was just swaying back and forth in the lanes, and but I was eighteen, you know, you yeah. do dumb stuff. When you're, you're invincible 18. when you're eighteen. Yeah. It was fun. I like I like driving in it. It was crazy. Rain was just you know just beating down the car and wind was blowing it, but I was the only one on the road. So it's not like I was going to crash. See, do you remember, uh, Ben, Ben remembers this. Uh, if you, well, you probably weren't living here then, but in the eighties we had hurricane Elena sat in the Gulf for like a week trying to figure out which direction she wanted to go. And it looked like it was, we were going to get a direct hit. Um, and she just sat out there. So what really affected, um, this side of Florida was the rainfall, like so much flooding. And I lived in Seminole Heights and we had flooding, but not quite as bad as South Tampa gets flooding every time there's even a light rainstorm. But I remember our neighborhood flooded so bad. It was like a ghetto water park. So we went outside and we're like riding our bikes through four foot of water. We're like, we're, we're diving off of uh, people's front porches into the, into their front yards. Like it's, uh, you know, uh, you know, like it's a adventure Island. And I remember we were swimming down a road on our street and this, uh, 
there was these power workers and they were like, hey, there's a power line down on this road, you goddamn idiot kids. And we're like, so what, man? Who cares, man? We're having fun. Because it was like the it was like rapids. The, the, the water was flowing so hard down the street. We were like whitewater rafting, you know, on boards and stuff in the middle of uh, Seminole Heights. And we didn't know that we were possibly going to uh, electrocute ourselves to death until grown-ass men were yelling at us to go home. But that's the difference of uh, now and uh in the 80s you know the 80s uh was back when we were we we're building ramps out of like shopping carts and and two by fours yeah. and uh <laughs> killing ourselves doing, it was no big deal doing cocaine that yeah, happened in fun. my neighborhood growing up too <laughs> we pulled out the uh we pulled out the canoe and canoed around the streets in my neighborhood right yeah it was fun yeah well when i lived in south tampa when when uh, zane was going to plant and playing football at plant for uh, for a minute um we would get like a, a a tropical storm we had a tropical storm come through and we uh we would we sat like on the front of our apartment and Domino's was delivering pizza with a boat like with a little motor on it. They were just like thirty minutes or less. <laughs> it's like it's like damn man like you know your neighborhood floods a lot when the Domino's has a boat on staff like they're like yep get the boat out the back people are hungry so uh, it's pretty nuts. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is the Sunday afternoon edition of the Johnny B Show. Uh, lucky enough to have Corey Cardinal and Ben Swig with us today. Uh, you can hear myself and Will Monday through Friday, 9 o'clock to midnight. Uh, we have one more hour to go. We'll take a break and we come back. We'll do a little segment we call What the Hell News. It's news stories that seem fake, but they're real. We'll do it when we come back. It's the Johnny B Show. It's the Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.